Sun Nation. And welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. Thank you for joining me today or tonight or whenever you decide to hit that play button or turn on that radio dial. Really appreciate it, y'all. I have with me tonight, Mr. Alan Arvadis, and AKA Alan, uh, wait, Alan Predator's owner? Yep, that's it. <laughs> How you doing there? I'm doing good. How about you, Ashley? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for being a co-host of my show. I really appreciate it. Oh no, thank you for having me back. It's great. Yeah, it has been a while. It has been a while. Too long. <laughs> but we're gonna get ready to get over go over some fantastic games that happened in week eight. Um, choose our picks for week nine. And then I have my fourth and goal interview featuring the Carolina Skyhawks own James Klein, Harish Prasad, Chad Nevels, and Tristan Haley with us tonight. So stay strapped in for the fun. All right. So, Alan, this was some fantastic games that happened for week eight. Would you agree? Well, I wouldn't know about that. I think both of our, our teams would say probably the opposite, but. No, but they were no. We actually had some really good action going on in the SFL. <laughs> you had to remind me about that, huh? I was really crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's definitely going back to the drawing board for both of our teams. But it's not like we can't come and come out in week nine and we've done the play. So better watch out. <laughs> well, I don't know. After watching what San Diego did this weekend, um, guys in the locker room are like, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> and we have a tendency to lose to, to some of the new newer teams. It just seems something we like to do. So, hey, well, you know, you, you're, you're behind the stick, so you can change that. All right. What do so you got for us? Have on uh, March the 13th, the Los Angeles Lightnings took on the Atlanta Swarm, and LA won 20 to 20. I'm sorry, 22 to 20. At the hive at that. Passing for LA was nine, uh, 194 yards. They had 94 yards rushing. They had 288 yards total. Their time of possession was 23 minutes and eight seconds with two turnovers. Atlanta had 231 yards passing, 52 yards rushing, 283 yards total. They held the ball for 20 minutes and 36 seconds with six mistakes. So what do you think happened with this game? Um, I think it's a little bit of difference in styles. So with L.A., they, they definitely went sort of like a, 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 a passive sort of attack balanced uh, way, but um, they decided they were going to put the game into their quarterback's hands. Right. So anytime they needed to get that big play or to, to get those few yards, they put it on the quarterback. Where on the, the opposite side, they decided to put it on BDG. Yeah. And and the running back. And if I would say anything, I would think that's probably the, the thing that made the difference because L.A. was able to key on one guy, whereas Sully uh, had the ability to pick a receiver that was open to make that play. And it was just that little bit of difference, you know, just that little bit of nuanced style that they couldn't get BDG. And I think that's something, you know, part, um, part of the problems with uh, Atlanta's been having is when push comes to shove and they and they try to put it on the quarterback uh they went from a, a you know a championship quarterback who retired to an you know supposed up and comer and he's uh he's trying i think he's still progressing and they're still trying to figure out what they can do with him um but ultimately that was the difference veteran quarterback uh against a veteran running back and it's much easier to stop i think the running back than it is to stop 
passing attack, and I gave LA the, the edge. Gotcha. Player of the game was kicker Robert Ems. With five field goals made out of five attempts, and his longest field goal was 54 yards. Yeah, those six, those turnovers will put a dagger in what you're trying to do. Trust me, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. On the 13th, Las Vegas Fury took on the fourth fourth Toros and Las Vegas won 31-20 in the stockyards. Um, Las Vegas had 185 yards passing, 129 yards rushing, and 314 total. Its time of possession was 19 minutes and 37 seconds with two mistakes. Fourth Ward Toros had 229 yards passing, 109 yards rushing, 338 yards total. Air time possession was 24 minutes and seven seconds with two mistakes. So what do you think about this, Alan? Uh, again, it's a, a tale of the two different styles, right? One of the things with uh, Las Vegas is they're always dangerous in the sense that the way they've always sort of attacked teams is they're not afraid to throw the ball. Um, Fort Worth is known for their defense. I mean, they're putting up numbers that are crushing the best performance that we've ever had in Charleston. Um, but Las Vegas sort of went in with the attitude like, yeah, you're good at off, you know, defense, but we're still throwing at you. And they were able to make some plays. And um, Las Vegas, they just like to go deep. They'll just keep pushing. They'll keep testing. They'll keep testing. It looked like they were sort of like feeling out the defense, like, okay, what's Fort Worth trying to do? And all of a sudden they were like, I got the out. They had that chance. They hit that big plate and they did it. And unfortunately for Fort Worth, their whole offense is predicated sort of like we'd like to do in Charleston, a very methodical, all control. We're going to eat up the clock. We're not going to let you score a lot of points on us because we're going to hold the ball. The problem is, is when you get a team like Las Vegas and they find a couple holes in you, they put up points on you. And unfortunately for Fort Worth, they just didn't have the capability to catch up from behind. You literally could see it towards the end of the game. They're still running and sh- throwing short yardage passes. And I'm like, well, um, that might work with a lead. Because um, that's what we like to do, but you fall behind and you don't have that ability, that deep play um, capability. It's, it's just sort of watch the clock run out on you. Yeah, gotcha. Halfback Scott Johnson was the player of the game with 22 attempts, 132 yards, one touchdown, and seven reception yards. From the team that you'll be hearing from a little later on the podcast. Carolina Skyhawks took on the Baltimore Vultures and the Skyhawks won 34-27 at Vultures Field. Carolina had 321 yards passing, 83 yards rushing, 404 yards total. Their time of possession was 24 minutes and 50 seconds with one mistake. Baltimore had 318 yards passing, 42 yards rushing, and 350 yards total. Their time of possession was 19 minutes and 7 seconds with 6 turnovers. Again, Alan, with the six turnovers, what's going on with it? People like to throw the ball up, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it, well, here's a couple things. Baltimore is one of the, the quality teams, and they're, they're going to scout you. They're going to know what you like to do. Uh, Carolina, on the opposite side, they've always been known for having a pretty solid defense, right? It's just whether or not what offense is going to show up. Yeah. Um, and it becomes sort of a coin, a coin flip. And... The way I sort of look at it when I sort of watch it, the game it, in Baltimore, um, I think it's they've got a chink in the armor in the last season or two. But and it and I, and I look at it, it's like, well, you know, Baltimore. It's like they're one piece, one thing away from just being that Balt dominant Baltimore that was just going to take over the game. 
but you always felt that they were in it. They had a chance. They were going to be having a chance at the end where Carolina is just the opposite. They're like the group that you're like, they're that one piece away from being solid. They're good. They're there. They, they can be the people, but you just don't feel confident because they're just missing that piece. And we're not sure what it is. But when you're like that, RNG gets a little bit on your side. You make a couple plays and you start looking good. And, and that's what I gave to, to Carolina is they were able to They did it to us. They gave a down thing and that damn bomb down the side of Harish allowed that field goal to win it. And that's the, that's, that's the kind of team Carolina is. You know, they're, they're scrappy. They're, they're, they're going to be in it. And, uh, you know, it, it really came down to the defense has balled out. And that's why you had those turnovers. Um, and uh, Baltimore, you know, they're good. But like I said, they got a chink in armor. And I think that the, it got pecked at this time. Yeah. <laughs> Battle of the birds, too. Quarterback Xander Gold was the player of the game with 32 completions for 41 attempts, 321 yards passing, four touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 121.6. Also on the 13th, the St. Louis Gladiators took on the Mexico City Aztecs, and Mexico won 38-3. Um, and they were playing in Mexico City. St. Louis had 201 yards passing, but only 12 yards rushing. The total was 213 yards, and their time of possession was 15 minutes and 13 seconds with three mistakes. Mexico City, on the other hand, had 296 yards passing, 103 yards rushing, and 399 yards total. Their time of possession was 28 minutes and 15 seconds with four mistakes. So Mexico City held the ball longer, they did more with it, brushing and passing. And even though they threw one more, had one more mistake than St. Louis did, they were just able to capitalize. Their defense was balling. Yeah. Um, how many rushing yards does St. Louis have? 12. 12. Okay. You want it? That's the number that makes the game, right? Watching that game, St. Louis decided they were going to be like a pass happy like offense. And unfortunately, Mexico scouted them and they said, we know what they're going to do. They're going to throw the ball deep on us. And they sat back in deep zone. And it was just, it. they didn't just had a field day on it. And it, it is, it's 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 just as much as you watch, you know, BDG, BDG get sort of shut down a little bit in that run game at times. That pass, that pass attack in St. Louis is what got stopped. And Mexico City just lit them up. Yeah, big time. Uh, quarterback... Matt Wilson was the one that did it. 36 completions, 46 attempts, 296 yards, four touchdowns, and a quarterback rating, 86.7. The bronze bomber. Yep. <laughs> also on the 13th, the Queen City Corsairs took on the Jacksonville Kings, and Jacksonville won 31 to 17 in Kings Lair. Queen City has 342 yards passing, 106 yards rushing. 40, uh, 448 yards total. Their time of possession was 23 minutes and 32 seconds with four turnovers. Jacksonville had 353 yards passing, 45 yards rushing, 398 yards total. Their time of possession was 20 minutes and 28 seconds with one mistake. So I'm thinking that the, the fact that Christian Christensen only – he had, um, I think, 39 attempts and 30, 32 completions. Them, him only having one turnover um, actually helped with this game because they held the ball for less time. 
Um, they had less rushing compared to Queen City. So what do you think about that, Alan? Um, well, here's a little number. At the half, Jacksonville had minus one yard rushing. Oh, wow. Which you would think crazy, right? right. But here's the one thing Jacksonville has done with, with their offense. They have, they have learned to throw the ball effectively down the field as well as short. They're one of those teams where people say, oh, I want to have the pass-happy attack. I want to make short plays, my run plays. That's exactly what Jacksonville's got down. And that's what did it. And just like as we had an earlier game with Fort Worth, where their offense was predicated on this ball control, keep it closed, sort of work it out. That's what QCC was attempting to do. But again, Jacksonville started putting, is a pat with a pass attack, or putting up numbers. And once they put up numbers, I mean, I literally, like in one of the plays I was watching, it was a third down and 20 something, it looks like, and QCC ran a run, a run play. Like, that won't get it done. Yeah, not at all. Now it's And it just happens sometimes. If you, you know, you build your team a certain way and, and, and you get behind, and that's what happened. But again, you got to give credit to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, they're one of the scariest teams to play against. You know, they're in our division. We meet them up. They own own me. I don't think I've I've not beat their team as a coach. And it's because they're very well scouted. Uh, They're very, very well run. Um, They're a well-oiled machine. um, And that's the reason why they're a perennial favorite. Mm, That's a good point. Player of the game was... Quarterback, Christian Christensen with 32 completions, 39 attempts, 351 yards, four touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 127.7. Also on 13, your Charleston Predators took on the Vancouver Legion, and uh, Vancouver won 31-16. In Canada, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. passing was 189 yards for Charles, your your team. Um... Only 70 yards rushing, 259 yards total. You guys held the ball for 20 minutes and 19 seconds, one mistake. Vancouver had 395 yards passing, 178 yards rushing for 573 total yards. Um, time of possession for them was 23 minutes and 18 seconds, but they had four turnovers. So what happened, Alan? Well, this is what happened. I would say that Vancouver, you got to give props to Andy and the crew over there. They scouted us really well, and they knew exactly how to stop what we were going to attack them with this game, which was quite a bit of a swear engine. And if you look at the half, it was still sort of close. And I had hopes that we were going to be able to like pull it out in, in our playbook, and we would be able to get out of some of what we were doing. But it just didn't occur. And they had us, they had they just had us dialed in. And I don't care. You, know, you can see we are, we're defensively doing okay until the second half. And if you're doing three and outs and you're leaving that defense on the field, they're going to wear down and teams like Vancouver are going to pick you apart because eventually they're going to, again, start adding points. It just starts putting pressure on the team. And that's what happened. They got the better of us. So well done, Vancouver. And Hoke, my brother, that is the quarterback over there. Gotcha, gotcha. And, then, and, you know, your breakdown was actually perfect because, you know, I was thinking that maybe because they were in Canada that was going to have to make a difference. But the way you broke it down, I definitely understand now. So, um, player of the game was half back, Robert Redford, 14 attempts, 181 yards, two touchdowns, and 82 reception yards. On Sunday, the 14th, the London Knights took on the Tulsa Desperados. 
and Tulsa won 17 to 13. Very, very good game. Um, close one, uh, pretty much all game long. Um, and they played in Greenwood District. The passing for London was 350 yards, but only seven yards rushing. Total, 357 yards. Time of possession was 19 minutes and 26 seconds with five mistakes. The Tulsa Desperados had 206 yards passing, 59 yards rushing, 265 yards total. They held the ball for 23 minutes and 55 seconds with two mistakes. So do you think the mistakes were the difference in this game? Because it seems like, you know. I, they're close. What I would say, okay. First off, if you want to know what a flag football game looked like in the SFL, that was the game. Because it was just like running back. We don't need no stinking running back. Let's just start throwing the ball. And, and that's what it looked like. I'm like, guys. Anybody? Run, run. This is the fun part about it, like, Ashley. You know what the best part about it was? You know what the, how Tulsa scored their first TD? One-yard TD run by their halfback. You know how they scored their second TD? A three-yard run. So these guys are throwing the ball over the field, and the only way they're scoring is with run. So if I were to say there's a difference between these two groups is one of them believed that their halfback could run in certain situations, and that made the difference. Yeah, definitely right about that. Unfortunately, there was no player of the game for this game because it actually wound up switching over to um, bonus coverage. So who would you give the player of the game to for this one? Uh, is running back for getting two TDs for the team. There you go. <laughs> okay, we got you. And let's see. On the 14th, Florida Storm took on the D.C. Dragons and Florida won 26-13 at Lord Destro Production Stadium. Florida had 359 yards passing, 44 yards rushing, 403 yards total. Their time of possession was 22 minutes and 48 seconds with one mistake. D.C. had 261 yards passing, 136 yards rushing, but only 397 yards total. The time of possession was 20 minutes and 17 seconds with two mistakes. So how did Florida win this game and how did DC lose? Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm very happy we played DC early in the season when they didn't have a lot of progression because their coaching staff, like you'll keep like when you hear the rumors that they have good coaching staff and people are saying that it is no joke. Estro and his crew over there know what they're doing. Um, when they played us, they had the great plan. And they, they matched up really good. And if they would have had progression, I would let them know. They had, the, they had a game plan to beat us. We just outmuscled them because our team is loaded. Unfortunately for Destro, he's still progressing. And he went against one of the other league favorites that really knows how to run a team. And the, 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 the distinct difference in this is Destro has a young team. That's not what's going on over there in Mighty's world. He's got a, a stacked team. And that, I mean, when you're at the half, you're up, you have, Mighty has a 13-0 lead at the half. You're probably not going to come back from that, especially with, with a new team. But I, I'm telling you, EC's going to be scary. Coming. Definitely. Yeah, when those progressions hit, you know, for next season, they're going to be a scary team to deal with. What, what I would say is generally for new teams, I say it's three seasons. Three seasons? You're really, to, to, for progression to sort of kick in. I think by the end of next season, you're going to see a huge impact. You're going to see a huge difference in, in, in the Dragons. Okay. Looking forward. I'm going to have it back on to make sure this will save you right or not. All right. Quarterback, Ron Cochran, 
was the player of the game with 35 completions, 42 attempts, 359 yards, one touchdown, and a quarterback rating of 100.3. On the 14th, the Portland Fleet took on the Houston Hyenas, and Houston won 16-13. In Hyenas Den Park Stadium, Portland had 184 yards passing, 44 yards rushing, 288 yards total. Their time of possession was 18 minutes and 26 seconds with three mistakes. Houston had 208 yards passing, 104 yards rushing, and 312 yards total. Their time of possession was 25 minutes and 34 seconds with three mistakes as well. So how did Houston win this game? Looks like they definitely had a better rushing game than Portland, yeah. but was that all? That's your, that's your difference. Yeah. Um, if you really just sort of watch the game, I, I, I was sort of watching, I wrote down, I'm like, what is Portland's pass ratio to run ratio in that playbook over there? Is They just sort of lined up and it's like, we're going to continue to throw. We're going to continue to throw. Where um, on, on the other side, Houston, um, I see a lot of Chicago flavor over there. Um, having matched up against Chicago, you sort of see like they're – Chan's, Chan's a, he's a pass-happy guy. He likes to pass, but he understands balance, and he understands that the halfback has to be part of the game to loosen up the defense. And that's sort of what Houston did. It's They sort of jab, they jab him with that running back. Jab him, jab him, jab him. Deep downfield. Uppercut, right? Jab, jab, jab. Uppercut going downfield. And, and that's really what I sort of saw, you know, uh, being the difference. Portland, you know, great defense. They were they were trying to end there. They're tr they were fighting back. Um, but uh, it just sort of came down to that little bit of difference. You have, you have to have some balance in the SFL unless you got things wired in like Jacksonville, which is sort of a different level type play. But yeah, that's that, that was a difference. Nice. Player of the game was free safety, A.J. Barnes, with two interceptions, six tackles, and no tips. Also on the 14th, the Lone Star Glory took on the Sioux Ball Sparrows. And Lone Star won 34-19 at Liberty Park. Lone Star had 379 yards passing, 111 yards rushing, for a total of 490 yards. Their time of possession was 25 minutes and 23 seconds, with three mistakes. Sioux Falls had 93 yards passing, which is a little unusual, um, 118 yards rushing, 211 yards total. They held the ball for 18 minutes and 33 seconds with two mistakes. So I'm thinking that because Sioux Falls didn't get their passing game off as much as they normally would, that was the reason that they lost. Yeah, um, it's sort of, the, you know, the Sioux Falls way. If you really talk about Sioux Falls and you say, what is their offense? You would say Colin Hart. Yes. Colin yeah. Hart is not, I don't think he's in the top five in running right now in the league. Um, and it's sort of the opposite where like all these other teams, all they did was pass, 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 pass. Two Falls is the opposite. They're sort of a run, run, run team. And they look to set up, you know, jab, you know, sort of hit you with the runs with the, uh, the ability to go deep on you with the pass. Unfortunately, I don't think they're run games. I think people are starting to figure out how to slow down that run attack. And it allows them a little more flexibility on the back end, which you, what, you, what you stated, they just were never able to get passing because when they were in a pass, it was an obvious pass situation. Right. And, um, and I think that's why Sioux Falls has been struggling this season. And now they, they, I've heard people say, well, they're not the same. They're doing some things different. They are attempting to do things different. But if you look at the core of what their, what their philosophy is, it's still there. 
And until they figure out how to incorporate uh, the pass a little more, I think they're going to continue to struggle as long as teams know how to key, key on that run. Great notes. Um, player of the game was Miss Ike McBride, halfback. 20 attempts, 97 yards, two touchdowns, and 78 uh, reception yards. And the Denver Nightwings took on the San Diego Mavericks, and that was an absolutely wonderful game. It went all the way to overtime, 17-17. Denver wound up taking that win. Um 20 to 17, if I didn't mention that, at Robert Hansen Field at Lee Archer Stadium. Passing for Denver was 195 yards. Their rushing was 124. They had 319 yards total. The time of possession was 21 minutes and 32 seconds with one turnover. San Diego had 249 yards passing, 42 yards rushing, for 291 yards total. They held the ball for 24 minutes and 57 seconds with one mistake. So I think San Diego, is, the, the progressions are slowly starting to kick in, would you say? Well, we could talk about that they finally got their leader tight end on the field to help them out. We could talk about how they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the best team in the league. We could talk about the just the defensive stands that went on all day long and people wondering what the heck is going on with Denver. We could. Then we could say, San Diego got robbed. Oh my goodness, did they get robbed. The last few plays that got pulled out uh, in that sim, um, and then to end up with a, uh, a loss with a field goal, especially about a team that brags about to have a kicker who has not missed in three seasons. I'm just gonna stand up on my soapbox and just say, there are 12 quick kickers in the SFL who have not missed a kick this season. For teams to lose, under that kind of condition is wrong. San Diego deserved that game, but hey, that's why we play the game. And that's why teams like, you have to get props to Denver. They figure out how to win, even if you have to be head scratching it. Ah, painful, painful. I feel for you, San Diego. You guys, don't, you, you deserve that. You deserved it. Oh. Alan, they had a pick six. I mean, no, they had a, they had a pick Right after when overtime started, they had a pick. And everybody was like, oh gosh, it's going the other way. Yes. And then he gets sacked. And then he gets sacked again. And then they block. They block. They block a punt. I don't think I've seen that combination in a while where it's two sacks. That's why I just threw out my notes and I had to have my rat. I'm like, yeah, it's not even worth talking now. I'm just done. Done with this game. Player of the game was halfback Jared McChesney for nine attempts, 74 yards, one touchdown, 14 reception yards, and one reception, um, one reception touchdown too. So, hey, cool, uh, San Diego, you put up a good fight though. That was a good one. Yep. Now, the last game of the night was my Arizona Scorpions taking on the Louisiana Revolution, and um, the Revs won 34-20 at Stack Up Stadium. Um, we had 364 yards passing, but only 52 yards rushing. Time of possession was 22 minutes and 56 seconds with, um, uh, and I'm sorry, and we had total 416 yards with two mistakes. Louisiana had 228 yards passing, 141 yards rushing for 20, uh, for 369 yards total. The time of possession was 20 minutes and 15 seconds with two mistakes as well. 
So I, you know, before we started this game, I said whoever threw the less amount of interceptions would win because you know Johnny and I just like to just I guess we like battle right. back and forth who's gonna pass the ball um, to the other team. But we both had two two um, vital interceptions. However, we couldn't get our rushing game off as well as Louisiana did, and I think that was part of the reason why we lost. What do you say? Um, three to thirty-one at the half. Right. What you what? Ashley, I'm going to say this. You know who um, puts up the most yardage? Old, second only to Vancouver. Who's the that? season. You guys. Eddie, Eddie, you're not a defensive mind. You're an offensive mind. Oh, no, Really, Eddie, you should get some props, though. You guys are putting you, – you guys do have the offense. I think, it, honestly, it's it's the, the defense is – just so you know, just coming from Charles, and we're, we're getting hit, too, on that side. We used to be at the contender, and people are just ripping us up. And, honestly, that that, that was the difference. When, you, when, you, when you're, when you're that far behind, 3 to 31 at the half, it's not the offense that's letting you down. You, you, you got you to put the – you know, you got to put yourself in a better position. Um, and again, sometimes, and, and this is with some of these games, what I'd say, there are going to be games in the SFL and San Diego just saw what, what, what happened at the end of the game where you put that sim book in and you're going to let it, let it run. And sometimes nothing's going to go your way. Yeah. And you just say, bro, put that one behind us because there's absolutely nothing we could have done to change the outcome. That's not our game. Let's go get the next one. And that's what I would say on that one. Yeah, that's exactly what we said. As soon as the game was over with, hey, that was it. Just learn, go back to the drum board, and just do better next week. But player of the game was halfback Reggie Streeter with 25 attempts, 144 yards, two touchdowns, and 20 reception yards. So great games. You know, um, overall, this, this has been an exciting season, um, and it will continue with week nine. So now, of course, everybody, this graphic that I'm going to show will probably differ from how we are going down the line on everything. Our the 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 um, schedule that I have is actually available on www.simulationfl.net to see exactly how we're actually doing it. But when our graphic goes up, it could be a little different. But also have the time, game times, and it'll also have the um, stations where you can see that. And I'll also put that in the description for you. But week nine. So, Sioux Falls Sparrows will be taking on the Louisiana Revolution. Should be a fantastic game, Alan. Where are you going? Where are you going? Sioux Falls. I'm trying. I'm looking at a different one. Where am I at? Sioux Falls versus Louisiana. Yes. Hmm. Right. This is good. Mm. And they're at. You know what? what? I'm I'm going Sioux Falls on this one. I think Sioux Falls. Two falls may be struggling on offense, but their defense is 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 good. They're good, and if anybody can stop Reggie Streeter, it'll be Sioux Falls. That's why I'll go with Sioux Falls. Okay. Good point. And you know that home field advantage is out the window. I would say with, with this new setting that we have. So I think that you're going to be right. I think that Sioux Falls will definitely take the win on this. Probably not by much, maybe about a touchdown. But yeah, I think they're going to wind up taking it as well. Next up, we have the Baltimore Vultures taking on Queen City Corsairs at Han Pro Field. Who you got? 
Baltimore. Yeah, it, I just I can't go against Baltimore Queen City. Uh, Queens Queen City um, is struggling, and uh, you you don't want to be struggling when the vultures are circling. <laughs> Yes, I definitely understand that too. I'm gonna agree with you on the Baltimore's winning this game. I think Sioux Falls and Queen City to try to change things up a little bit, and it hasn't really panned out for them as well yet. So, but yeah, I'm going with Baltimore in this one. Next up, we got the Denver Nightwings taking on the Atlanta Swarm at the hot. What you got? After watching that game, I have to root for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I got a root for Atlanta after that last game. I got a root for Atlanta. Okay. See, uh, you know, you and I are just great minds think alike because that's exactly what I was going to think. I was going to pick Atlanta to win this game. Um, again, I don't think it's going to be by much because Denver is a very, very tough team still. Um, but oh, Atlanta, sure. Atlanta probably by three. Um, Mexico City Aztecs will be taking on the Lone Star Glory at Medal of Honor Field. What do you have, Alex? I really, really like the Lone Star guys. I really, really do. But unfortunately, Mexico City is running on all cylinders. And you don't want to go against a Mexico City team that's operating in that condition. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I have to give it to Mexico City on that and that fight for the South. Gotcha. Now, this is where you and I are going to kind of differ. I actually think Long Star Glory is going to come out with this one because um, they do have a knack for winning against the teams that um, mm -hmm. seem to have their number. And I know Brian Craven has been working feverishly um, over there um, with Long Star. So, yeah, I think Long Star is going to take this. Oh, yeah. He's, they've got a really good balanced attack there. They they look really good last game. Um, yes. They're able to continue it, they, they'll be put in by a fight. Definitely. Jacksonville Kings taking on the Los Angeles Vikings. Oh, it's a good one. This is going to be a really, really good game. Um, at Full Moon Coliseum. I need LA to win. <laughs> I really need LA to win. LA, do it for me, please. <laughs> I don't care. I got to root for him. I got to root for him. All right. All right. Um, I think that... I think that um, veteranship will go win this game for them. I think that the Jacksonville Kings, like you said earlier, they're a well-born machine over there. With the scouts mm -hmm. they have, um, they're constantly progressing. And CC is playing, this is probably the best I've seen CC play since I've been in the league. And I've been in the league since season 30. Like, I think they're, they're not letting him go crazy. No, exactly. And I think yeah. when he's calm and cool and collected, you can have a game like he did last week. So, yeah, I'm going to go mm -hmm. with uh, Jackson. The Vancouver Legion will be taking on the Florida Storm and the Eye. That's going to be a great game. Who do you have? Uh, I hate <laughs> right. the root for Vancouver, but I need them to beat the Storm. <laughs> Is that wrong? Is that wrong? Just no, all, like, all the teams I need to have losses. <laughs> Listen, whatever helps you. <laughs> uh, you know, I've got. Yeah. Now, Mighty yeah, might have something to say. It just Mighty. means I'm going to be two games farther behind in the league and in, in, in our division next week, but that's okay. Go get him, Andy. Go get him. <laughs> All right. I think I'm going to go with um, the way Vancouver been playing lately. Oh, my stars. And they have they have some really good scouts over there, too. Um, 
But then Florida's playing at home too. Now, the one thing I have to admit, like earlier in the season, I, I think it was on the actual show, they were talking about like the best comeback team or the team that, you know, you know, the whatever, I forgot what the exact term was, like the team that, you know, was like a shocking resurgence or whatever. And I picked Florida. Almighty's like, we you know, basically with the game, the, we'd never really be gone thing. And I'm like, yeah, but you're coming back with a vengeance, dude. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. I, yeah, I think, oh, gosh. You know what? I think Vancouver is actually going to win this game. Um, I, I think they're going to wind up coming in and taking it. But the way they've just been playing all, firing all our cylinders, I think they're going to do that too. Um, Body, don't be mad at me. Um, Houston Hyenas take on the Fort Worth Toros in the stockyards. What do you What do you think about this? I think this is where uh, a solid defense grinds up Houston. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I can see that happening. But then again, you got Shane on the sticks over there in Houston, and he likes to play balanced ball. So if he can perform the way he did um, this past yep. week, I think that Houston has a shot to win over the Fort Worth Toros. The Arizona Scorpions will be taking on the Las Vegas Fury at Silver State Stadium. So last time we beat them, we were at home, and now we're going to be going to Las Vegas. So what do you think? I think um, after I just called out um, your owner uh, for not knowing how to do any defense, that he's going to spend more time simming that side of the ball. He's going to shut down that Las Vegas offense. Okay. All right. Of course, I'm going to go with my own team. I'm not going to pick against my own team. I'm not going to be like Parker, but we're not going to bring that back up. <laughs> but, um, Tulsa Desperados will be taking on the St. Louis Gladiators. At Gateway Coliseum, what do you got? I think this is the bounce back game for St. Louis. I think this is really finally like sort of figure out they can't just be like all or one and uh, do a little balance and they take some of that stuff that they have, that swagger, and they bring it back. Yes, yes. I think I'm, I, I hate going against Tulsa, but I think that St. Louis is going to be playing angrily. So I think they're probably going to win this game. Probably get a few interceptions off JQ, but you never know. Maybe Kate JQ will protect the ball a little bit better than he has been. But yeah, I think St. Louis is going to get this one too. All right, the Portland Fleet will be taking on the Carolina Skyhawks at David A. Richardson Museum. I'm sorry, Memorial Stadium. Who do you have? I'm going to go with Portland. I think they get that defense is going to show up. That's one of their one strength. And I think they're going to be able to shut down that uh, Arish Persad wide receiver deep threat. I was actually going with the Carolina Skyhawks because they beat Baltimore just now. And if they can play mm -hmm. the same game that they did last season against Portland, then they will definitely win against Portland. But the problem actually is everyone goes, which one are they, which, which Carolina is showing up? Let's flip a coin. That's true. <laughs> Defense is going to be there, but we don't know how they're going to score. So that's a good point too. But we'll see. Find that piece, Carolina. Find that piece. <laughs> DC Dragons will be taking on the London Knights and Queensland. So do you have? DC. DC? Okay. I think I'm going to go with DC too. I think they're going to finally get over this hump. They're needing the, the way you have Lord Destro on the sticks. He's been here forever. So they know how to do it. It's just about having the right pieces in place and having those projections done to be able to do it. So I think it's Lord Destro is not the one to be one dimensional against. That's what I'll say. That's my guess. 
Yeah, I agree. You don't switch it up, he's gonna get you every time. And last but not least, the San Diego Mavericks will be taking on your Charleston Predators at Fort. Okay. How do you say your how do you say the stadium's name? Fort Moultrie. Oh, that's not what I was gonna say. So Fort <laughs> Moultrie Memorial Stadium. Who do you have? Come on now. Okay. I can't root against <laughs> my own team. Not. not to say that I'm not worried by San Diego because Portland beat us last season. So, um, but I don't, I don't take any, I do not take any team lightly. I don't care what the record is. I don't know what it is because they're going to come back and bite us. I expect us to win at home, but I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. Mm-mm. And nothing ever really worth having is. And I think that you guys are wind up winning this game as well. The way that San Diego played Denver, though, it was very surprising, and I was proud of them to, to see that yeah. they were that they were contending to them to, to overtime. And if Thank they you. didn't get if he didn't get sacked when he did those couple times, and if they didn't have the block, it probably would end up totally different. So it ran the ball three times. It would have been a different animal. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So it did like we're struggling on offense, and they obviously know how to play defense. And being in a close tight game is not where you want to be because all it takes is one coin flip of a bad play and Rich Parsad running down the sideline for a field goal to win. Yeah, that's that's it. Two yard field goal from Denver to win. Yeah. We'll see how it all we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But everybody, stay tuned for my fourth and goal interview with the Carolina Skyhawks. Coming right up. All right, SFL Nation, we are back with my fourth and goal interview featuring Carolina Skyhawks. I have here with me, Mr. Harish Prasad. How you doing? Doing great, Ashley. How are you? Doing fantastic. I also have Mr. James Klein with me. How are you doing, Ashley? Glad doing to be wonderful. on. And you know what? Every time I say your name, I always think about that blonde, like Klein, James Klein. It was the <laughs> eyebrow, everything. I don't know why. And I have Mr. Chad Nevels here back. How are you? Hi. I'm doing good, Ashley. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for all three of y'all being on. But this is Tristan Haley. I have him with me tonight. And I'm trying to figure out, because I think I've had you on the show before, right? A while ago, yeah. Yeah, it's been like, what, two years or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back. And actually, so Harish, James, and Chad have been on since I have been on video. But for my new audience, Tristan, we got to figure out who Tristan is. So, what if Tristan is not your name, how old are you? What's your hometown? Some interesting facts about yourself and your favorite NFL team. Don't say Green Bay. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, it's not. Okay, wait, wait. Uh, I'm. My name is Tristan, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm 23. Okay. Uh, from Carlsbad, New Mexico, but I don't live there right now because college, you know. Nice. And my favorite uh, NFL team is uh, Kansas City. Okay, Chiefs fan. Okay, I like that. Give us an interesting fact about you that nobody knows. I hate myself with a passion. You hate yourself for the passion? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I... Something interesting. You don't have nothing interesting going on with you. Uh, 
James is my virtual father. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I know his mom very well. <laughs> oh, see, <laughs> already, already. This is gonna be a different kind of show, y'all, in a little bit. <laughs> but I, I'm just so glad that all y'all came back to to come visit the show, and you guys have been making some positive strides this season. I want to say I'm very proud of this. Carolina, man, y'all, y'all, uh, you're doing your thing. So what do you think the secret was to winning against Baltimore, the reigning champs? How the heck did y'all do that? Rish? Oh, you man. Part of it it, was, so you go ahead. <laughs> it, it was a week, man. <laughs> I, this was honestly one of the most frustrating weeks for me, Heath and Chad, just from a simming wise. And I mean, we tried so many different things and i think really the biggest thing that helped was was the fact that we signed vince this week um because it helped change a lot of things about our offense that really like was pretty last second for for baltimore to expect um i also changed up a lot of things on defense um just just to see how um it was more like a throw crap at the wall and see what was sick kind of thing and it stuck so Man, pay off, pay off. So, what did y'all think about that win, James and and Tristan and Chad? What did y'all think about it? Uh, it was a great win. It's probably one of the best wins we've had and <clears throat> since the last time we beat them, uh, which was which season was that? Eleven. Eleven, week one. Yeah, oh, week wow. One, that that actually happened at the. Uh, at the convention, I believe, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, the first one at, at Dallas. And, uh, you know, that's a big rivalry. Uh, probably a, that and Tallahassee's another one. But but for us, that was huge. Um, I know the guys have been working really hard all week. And I would, I would check in to see how things was going. And I just seen a lot of frustration. And... For them to pull off that win, I know that had to, you know, feel really well with them, with them guys. Gotcha. Tristan? Pretty much what he said, yeah, because, like, I don't know, Harish, like, I don't know how he does that that long, because it's a lot of time to put into that. That's probably why, just because he's, like, puts a lot of, like, time. So is he, everybody puts in a lot, but I'm saying, like, mm -hmm. I see for a fact Harish is, like, simming for, like, 12 hours straight, so that... <laughs> That helps. Wow, that's crazy, <laughs> bro. That's crazy. Chad, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm kind of like Harish. We kind of it got to like Friday, and we're just like it can't get any better from where we're looking at it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could get worse, so we just went with what we had already had in the playbook and hope for the best. Okay, well, it worked out. So, Tristan, why did you? Why do you like being on the, the Carolina Scouts? Don't say the wrong thing, man. You see, uh, you see James? <laughs> I don't know. Just because, like, uh, our, our locker room's good. Like, everybody's pretty tight in there. Even, like, newer guys. They're not as tight as some people used to be, but it's, like, they're still, it's, like, tight-knit. So it's nice to be in that because everybody kind of acts not like me because there's something wrong with me, but... They're, they're out there, so. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been witnessing some of the, the, the conversations that just spill out into general chat, and then I just see a sea of red, and I'm like, uh-oh, there they go. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so James, how do you feel about you know your locker room as a whole? Um, do you think that the off the, the off season decisions that were made worked out this season? Yeah, uh, for the past couple seasons, I've relied on Harish more than I have, you know, anyone else. Uh, he'll 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 come to me and 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 bring up things, and you know, I'll give him my point of view. But we've got a good working relationship mm -hmm. where, you know, I totally trust the guy. Um, uh, we brought Chad on. Chad's been great uh, to talk to free agents and. And he's got good insight. He knows the players in the minor league more than me and Harish. Uh, so that's been a benefit. Uh, the, the, the group of guys we got right now is great. Tristan does a wonderful job behind the scenes. Um, you know, he's doing the stats and, and he's keeping up with the record book and all that stuff that we've got going on. And then Heath, I wish he was on here because uh, Heath started back with us uh, season, I want to say seven or eight, and I've always liked liked Heath. I mean, he was in high school when he joined. Mm -hmm. uh, he was an offensive coordinator at one time, head coach. Uh, he went to New Orleans, went to Vancouver, and you know, I messaged messaged him one day, and he's like, "Man, my heart's been in Carolina M majority of the time that I was gone." And I said, "You know, you're welcome. Come back anytime." So. Uh, the locker room's great. Everybody gets along wonderful. Uh, and we have different personalities. And, and the thing is, 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 you know, generally everybody cares for each other. And that's what makes it great. Okay, gotcha. And on, this, on another hand, how, how do you think that the team suffered from the loss of, you know, you losing Sully and, and Ray, Ray Ray and, um, and things and I think it was one more person that wanted to leave. They left or they retired. Yeah, well, that that was a. Uh, we also lost two other players, uh, Jack Clash and uh, yeah. uh, an outside linebacker. But or Stark, we, and then we had the retirements yeah, of uh, of Saint Doty. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Shea Carroll went to San Diego. Yeah, uh, you know, to me, Ray Ray was the the biggest loss for us for all of us because uh i've always known that she could be a co-owner or i mean an owner i don't think she could be a co-owner i think she could own it outright she's very intelligent she, she works hard uh she's one person that both, both harish and myself really had a lot of faith and trust in uh she's never done it done us wrong at all uh when she when she came to me about going in with with Tom to get a team I was like I've got you back and the whole time during the process I know both Harish and myself had her back the whole time and okay. uh, I think she I think she does a great job for the league she does actually more than than me and Harish combined for the league so uh, she does a lot okay. I was just curious about that you know because um I know that you know sometimes feelings can get involved and sometimes you may say things you don't want to say and somebody's leaving that was such a, a vital member of the team you know things can kind mm -hmm. of get said and that's not supposed to so i was just curious to know um yeah that's not going on here good that's good yeah i like that yeah i think tristan took ray leaving the hardest 
Really? Really, Tristan? Tristan felt a little hurt. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. She was the wind beneath your wings. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Something <laughs> underneath my wings. Stop it. Stop it. So, no. Tristan, I'm looking at your stats right now, and looks like you've been doing pretty good. Let's see. I mean, I'm not seeing... Okay, so the, I'm on the website right first, first off. And it's kind of a little, it's a little different from me, but it looks like you've had four interceptions so far this season. Yeah. All right. All right. And for like about combined like 52 yards. So what have you been doing differently this season as, as opposed to the last? I think it's just like, uh, cause it was a safety. So it's like the move to corner. Cause it's just mm. everything set up corner fits a lot better because Harish's made me not bad anymore. <laughs> and just, I don't I don't know exactly. I think it also partially has to do with the defense because like Karisha's defense is a bit different than like what Soli used to run kind of. So it's like positioning for defensive backs is a bit different in that than Soli's. So it's like, it's a bit of that as well. So. Gotcha, gotcha. And so when, you know, James was saying that you do so much from like behind the scenes, um, what is your favorite thing to do? as far as like helping out the team. Would it be the historical stats? Because I take historical stats and that could be, especially when you get uh -huh. new people. Yeah, uh, from when I've done that, it's not that bad. So probably that stats is like, it's stats like regular stats in a game, it's not bad. It's just like, you have to like, whereas if you do like the historical stats, you just kind of sit and do it. You don't have to like keep up quick to see like what's going on and everything. You just kind of do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Chad. Yes, ma'am. So, what are your what are your thoughts on um, your season thus far? I mean, I play the nickelback, so I play you know whenever those plays are out there. Uh, I mean, my stats are okay. You know, I'm, I use Tristan as my mentor. He's always been my mentor since I got here to Carolina, but <laughs> on and off the field, but. From my position where I play, I mean, my stats are doing just fine. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Now, <clears throat> this was a question that I was kind of thinking about. Um, I was wondering about, you remember, well, of course, y'all know Wally. So, I just want to ask this one question about that, and I'm going to leave it alone. Do you think that your the relationship that you, well, the relationship with Wally can ever be repaired? And if so, what do you guys think would take to make that happen? Um, I'll let James you answer, answer that. that? <laughs> 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 I, I'm pretty hard on Wally. Uh, I felt, I won't go into detail, but I felt that he did things the wrong way. And he doesn't, he doesn't understand how much faith that me and Harish had in him at the time yeah. and the promises that he made. And to me, he's never really, uh, he's never really made up for any of that. Now we've pretty much moved on from him. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that he's with uh, Lone Star because he's, he's with a good, a good person that's, that's helped him. I think, get noticed more in the league but 
But, you know, I don't really want to talk bad about Wally on, on this, but, you know, I'm just not a fan of him because the way uh, he left us. And uh, other than that, I mean, I wish him the best. You know, I think Lone Star is probably one of the most popular teams in the league. Um, and a lot of that's Charles and Dave Axis and Coach. Uh, you know, I think he's got a really good team. Uh, I think they're they're one of the most popular teams in the league, which, which you know, when you're a popular team, it brings, you know, the other teams, especially when we can beat them like we did, you know, that sort of raises us up on them, like, you know, with Baltimore. But, but as far as, as Wally is an individual, I just, you know, I get along with everybody in the league, but he's just one guy that I conflict with, and it's just basically how he did me as a person, how I felt because I'm I'm a person of I was growed up I growed up to uh, if I gave you my word on something I followed through, and that's the way I was raised, and and I didn't see that from him. Uh, now he may be different with other people, but that's just how he did with me, and I just. You know, I don't have respect for people that goes back on their word. Um, that that that's it. Now he can. Now I will say this: he can always make up for it because I am a type of person that will forgive people. Uh, my mom told taught me to, uh, you know, if somebody makes things right with you to forgive them, and and uh, you know that that's that's his doorway to open, not mine. That's know, if he wants to open that door and, and approach me. Uh, the right way, you know, I'll, I'll be game to listen. So, but that, that's the way I look at now. However, Harish feels, I know Harish probably talks to him more than I do, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I don't control he, Harish, you know, he's, he's his own individual and, and, uh, you know, if Harish wants to have a relationship with him, that's fine with, with me, but I choose not to. But it's good to know that if he did reach out to you, um, to try to make amends that you wouldn't turn a blind eye. That's good. You know? No, I'll, I'll listen to him. Uh, I, personally, I think he's full of crap half the time, but that's just me. Gotcha. Well, anybody else want to chime in on that? Or? I'd hate to make any fraudulent claims against Wally. Yeah, see, I wasn't here when all that went down, so. Got it. Okay. I got you. You good? Um, I, I mean, um, I will say one. I know, I know he said something. He talked crap on uh, last time he came. I don't remember what he said, but um, it's it's, you know, on the field we we did our thing. Uh, he didn't back up what he said, so that's one thing. Um, but I mean, whenever he calls, I won't, I don't turn him down all the time. At least, at least not when I'm free. I mean, I'll, I'm not the kind of guy that'll turn down to that many phone calls. Like, you know. Shan used to sometimes still does call me quite a bit. Um, yeah, you know, so I'm just, unless you really, really get under my skin, I'm just mostly going to be an easygoing person. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That was just so, something that was I'm kind just of. Not, I'm just not going to say anything bad. There's okay. really no point. Well, that's good. I mean, it was just something that kind of, like when I saw everything go down the way it did, I was just kind of. You know, I have I have love for all of you guys, so I was just wondering what was going on and if there was anything that could be done. But I got the answer to my question, so I appreciate it, y'all. Yeah. Now, 
I just said no problem. I, you know, I think he's happy where he's at. Um, that, he's got, definitely a, got great he, people around him. Yeah, he's got great people around him. I think the world of Charles, Dave does a wonderful job. Uh, I enjoy listening to Coach's uh, podcast. Uh, Gunny's another person I really like. Uh, we I cut up with him every once in a while. <laughs> uh, and he's, you know, he's former Marine. I'm not no military guy. I used to be a police officer, but... But I, you know, that realm, I, I get that realm. Uh, but you know, it's a good team. I respect Lone Star. Um, you know, he's he's on a great team. You know, and they do a great job. Okay, I'm sure they appreciate that. Kudos. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I got only maybe like a couple more questions for for you. And this is going to be kind of like I want everybody to kind of end. end answer individually doesn't matter who starts but i'm wondering how are you guys handling this covid situation like mentally physically spiritually because being locked in the house for if you were able to stay in the house like for like a year and some change is it can be detrimental to your psyche so how are y'all coping with that um i guess i'll start with you first just uh, I don't know. Nothing's really changed how, how I live, so. Uh, okay. Just work out. That helps, I guess. If you, like, I don't know. <laughs> so you've still been able to go out and see your family and have a good time and things like that? Yeah, pretty much. Because I'm in Texas, so nothing's, like, closed or everything's actually open now, so it's it's not really... Yeah, man. Yeah. Y'all just had that freak ice storm too, man. Yeah, that was a uh, something. Right, and I didn't know that you guys were not on the grid like everybody else. And I was like, that is probably the reason why they was, you know, going through that and stuff like that. But hopefully yeah. that's a lesson learned for the government down there. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. So Chad, how are you dealing with this COVID situation and not being able to travel as much as you want to? Well, that's that's the traveling part's kind of the hard part because the wife and I just like, well, used to before all this happened, we'd wake up on a Friday and be like, you know what, we want to go here. So as soon as work was over, we'd just take off and we hadn't been able to do that. So that's been kind of hard. Uh, work-wise, though, I mean, the building I work in, maybe there's probably four of us to a floor right now. So at least that gets me out of the house and I'm not losing my mind just sitting in the house. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, nothing else has really changed. Okay, gotcha. Rich, what about you? You graduated from college and everything during this time. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so I guess this would be my, this is what the third semester that we're dealing with it because the, the first one, everybody just went home and everything was online. And, you know, that definitely sucked because I had a lot of friends graduating that that very semester um and then you know this is my last semester in college and most of it's being spent like um just not being able to do much just because everything has been closed um so really the biggest thing i've been doing is just keeping up with this league mostly just staying in coaching uh keeping up with my schoolwork, uh hanging out with my roommate um, plus, I did just get my first dose of the COVID vaccine today, so hopefully um, I'll be able to do more stuff soon. 
Okay. Now, is when you get the dose, I guess I'm kind of having issues with understanding this part. When you get the shot, does that mean that you won't get COVID? Or you're at least likely to? Um, it, it, um, so what it does is it builds your resistance to it. Um, so it kind of programs your cells to build more antibodies or, um, B cells to specifically recognize the COVID, um, and, um, to help, uh, fight off the infection. <clears throat> All right. Noted. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and James, how have you been dealing with this COVID situation and not being able to travel as much and things like that? Well, it, it, it really affected me personally. Um, uh, I'll show you a picture of my daughter. She, yeah. uh, she, oh she was, yeah, she was in the hospital for uh, a week while I had COVID as well. And I'll be honest with you, the doctors had told my wife I couldn't be there. And they told my wife to be prepared for her not to go home. And and on top of that, I, I was really sick with it. So it was emotionally, I was pretty it hit me pretty hard and uh, I know for me personally there was a couple nights that I didn't think that I'd wake the next morning so this was right around Thanksgiving and it was a really scary time for us because we didn't think our daughter was going to recover from it she uh as you know she's a she's disabled uh, so she doesn't get a lot of exercise so she catches everything coming and going and and uh it was it was a terrible terrible moment for me personally as a as a father and and uh you know it it was just a scary time now as far as my profession goes uh, it's helped me build relationships with uh, my parents that that i teach the kids that i teach uh because as you know, I teach special ed and we Zoom every day. And I've got a couple parents that sit right there next to to their children while I'm teaching. And I have found out that I have less, like, I wouldn't say, I never get ugly calls because I get along with my parents. You know, I've always got them in my best interest, them and their kids. But I have less questions asked to what am I doing? and they see what what's going on at school so that's helped develop a relationship that that i really see developing even more they're talking like them kids will be coming back to school here soon so you know i think that's been a positive and uh and then you know going out in the public we've had to keep our daughter home yeah. and she doesn't get out much because we're afraid of her getting sick again uh so you know be, being a father you know that i'm sure you know tristan and and harish had and got to experience the stuff that a lot of the families have had to experience especially you know when you've had covid yourself so it's 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 been very challenging uh, i've said a lot of prayers not only for myself i've had uh, people to die from it uh that i actually either ran around with, went to school with, or knew personally. Um, and I live in a small town. Uh, uh, the county I live in is about 20, 27,000 people. And I know of at least five families that's been touched from, from COVID. So uh, 
I just, you know, pray to God that, that this mess is gone and we get back to normal. Definitely. You know, especially with them trying to plan the 2020, I mean, 2021 convention and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely want to see you guys, you know, but I want to be a safe environment, you know, especially if I'm bringing my family, things like that. You know, you just want to kind of make sure, you know, the area that we choose is going to be good for us and everything. But um, um, on a on another note, I'm looking at the, the next few games that you guys have. So it's Portland Fleet. Looks like Jacksonville Kings, um, and then LA, and then Charleston Predators. So, is there out of those four teams, are there teams that you're looking forward to playing a little bit more than the others, or you feel like you can beat them all, or like how how are you guys feeling about that? Especially LA. Uh, yeah, I knew you were gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's going to be interesting because this is, um, as you know, this is where Sully got his coaching start. Um, so it's, it's going to be pretty interesting to see, see how things are different with how he runs things. So, um, that'll be fun. The one I'm looking most forward to, if I'm being honest, is Jacksonville because I'm sick of losing to them. Yeah. I mean, maybe you come up with like, you just say. Baltimore, you haven't won like, against Baltimore yeah, since season Baltimore, 11. Yeah, Baltimore was another one that had our number. Um, Queen City was another, but don't ask me about that one. Um, Jackson, like James said earlier, they're uh, they're a rival of ours, so it would it's it's one that's that I've been wanting to be for a while. Okay, gotcha, James. What about you? Uh I, I think Jacksonville as well because just just the history of you know about every important game that I've been a part of is Jacksonville's been in the way. Um, uh, I know Shane and Andy could probably agree with that because they was part of that history. In uh, it, they're being a divisional rival, and I, and I to be honest, our goal is to make a playoff. So I think we got to go through them to do it. Okay. So that that's the biggest part, and you know Charleston also they're left on the schedule. Uh, I don't want us to overlook them because you know they've got a really good team. Um, they they find ways to win, and you know if you're a team that find a way to win, you know you can't overlook somebody like that. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, so I mean Charleston is a. Uh, is a team that we've beat what the last two times um yeah. i think i think we have the overall uh head to head with them so i i think the uh those last three matchups i mean all of them are really tough matchups but luckily we have the advantage of being home for three out of those last four um with uh with la being on the road so that one's gonna be tough um Really, I think we got. We can only afford to drop one of these games at most. Sitting at four and four now, uh, winning out would be really nice. But we'll see. They're they're really tough games, so I don't know if that's going to be possible. Hey, never know. Especially on this legend settings mode, we never know what you're going to do. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Chad. Is there any particular team you're looking forward to playing a little bit more than the other ones? Uh, 
personally, I feel the Jacksonville game is going to have a lot to do with how our season finishes out. Um, I am looking forward to playing L.A., though, just because, you know, Sully and Ray were here when I first came onto the team. I've gotten to know Ramen pretty well, so that game's going to be fun. They really... Playing them at their home is going to be kind of an interesting matchup because I'm sitting here looking and they don't look like they lose at home. Actually, I don't think so far. They've lost one game at home so far this season. So that's going to be an interesting game to have to go into L.A. and play. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. What about you, Tristan? Uh, Yeah, definitely. The L.A. Skyhawks. You know, really, really ready to play them, get to a Hopefully beat them, because it'd be nice to rub that in a Rachel's face. Just tell like it is, huh? <laughs> you just called her Rachel. I'm going to kill you. You know what? I, I had nothing to do with that, Rachel. You heard what he said. <laughs> but, all right, guys. Last question for you. Um, as individuals. So, does the Carolina Skyhawk brand brand mean to you and how do you plan to have a positive impact on the team or in the league and i'll start with you first tristan uh i don't i don't, under, I don't know how to answer the first part uh so what is the what does being a skyhawk mean to you uh i don't know just <laughs> I, I being a skyhawk it's cool. It's nice. It's friendship, you know, kind of like a family sort of setting to a degree with some people. <laughs> All of them, other than that new guy, but he's pretty cool so far. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, but uh, I haven't gotten his welcome yet. Yeah, I, I usually when people join, I'll say weird things to him because it's my thing, and I just uh, I don't know. What <laughs> like your dad yeah. has nice legs. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> That was my favorite one. Definitely. John Nevels is on the team. That was the first thing he said to him. He was like, what? <laughs> he said, he said, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it pretty funny. Um, yeah, it's pretty much just like. So how do you plan on making an impact for the league or on your team? Or how do you plan to continue to do that, I should say? Hopefully, if we uh, make the playoffs this year, that'd be, that'd be nice. Yeah. I think we can. We haven't in a while. I, I, that'd be cool because. Be not, I, I don't know. It'd be cool to see us win just because I've been here so long. It's like we haven't had a whole lot of success. We had some, and then we, like, start to kind of fall off, so it'd be nice if we can get there and then, like, stay an upper course, huh? echelon or whatever the word is. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chad, what about you? Oh, what to, is- be a, to be a Skyhawk, it actually means a lot because – when I was drafted, I was pretty much kind of an unknown player, and James, Harish, and Ray, and Sully at the time took a chance on me. Uh, this is a team, honestly, I don't plan on leaving unless James just completely, like, you know, closes the team out. That's when I'll leave. Uh, as far as impact on the league, I'm just going to kind of keep doing what I do as far as, you know, dealing with the minor league players and getting to know them and answering any questions they have as they come through the minors. 
and continue to writing like I'm doing now. So. because at least they get to see a face you know and have somebody that has a lot of experience welcome them in and give them the right advice so that's good that's really good Harish what about you um I would put being a Skyhawk I would use one word to describe it and that would be unity um pretty much ever since I've been here um it's really just been about even when times are are not good we've just been we've stayed together as a group and i mean it's been true since season 13. um we've the main core of 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 the skyhawks have been the same so like uh tristan myself my brother even he's stupid but my brother phil hall has been here since <sighs> longer than i have been and i've been here for six seasons now uh clone was here a season before i was um tristan has been here for god knows how long so and even after a loss the locker room is still popping off like crazy um season 13 every single game we spent in the locker room watching the games even though we what we went two and ten um so that's really the biggest part of what being a skyhawk means it's it's just about unity Okay, and so how do you plan on making a positive impact on the league? Or on your team if you haven't already? I mean, you are a coach, so. <laughs> I mean, a, lo a lot of, um, I mean, with the way that, uh, I think the biggest thing is just keeping that positive locker room vibe um, because pe when people are happy to be on this team it tends to spill out into general as you've seen a lot yes um so really just a lot of it is it's just about being positive and just you know interacting with different members of the league i mean i mean you know you've probably seen me in general a lot so that's that's really what it is gotcha. it's just providing a good atmosphere that's the word i'm looking for which is important, especially when you're dealing with anything online, things like that. You can barely trust, you know, the people that you that you meet online, let alone being in a group setting with them, because you don't know what people's true intentions are. But what I will say is that this has probably been one of the most positive communities that I've been through. Because you do have you do have your moments, you know, but at the I same time. I have my moments. Yeah, well, everybody does. <laughs> but you know, it's it's how you bounce back from them and it's how you those moments kind of dictate how the rest of your 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 time here goes you know so yeah. i think it's i think it's it's pretty dope and you're a moderator too so you make sure some of the craziness go down and check all right i got you no promises right like what you're not a part of <laughs> but, <laughs> all right <Never>. jane <laughs> james what about you uh, as far as being a Skyhawk, uh, to me, we have a saying at the school that I that I teach that I teach at, and that's uh, once a Viking, always a Viking. Well, that's that's the way I look at it. As far as the Skyhawks go, once you're a Skyhawk, you're always a Skyhawk, uh, minus one. But anyway, you got you know like Shan, Andy, uh, all those former Skyhawks. 
you know, they're still a part of my family. Uh, you also got the ones that's been here, like Tristan. Uh, Tristan and Cologne and Phil Hall has been the most loyal three guys that's been with me since, since you know, right after the Shan days and Andy days. Um, and, and I kid around with, with Tristan a lot like I was earlier or in the locker room, but I think the world of, of the kid actually, uh, he's very intelligent. Uh, you know, don't let him fool you. He's, he's a smart kid. Uh, I, I like him a lot. And if, if he can, if he can pick on me and I don't say nothing back, then, you know, negative, then he, he should know I like him. So, uh, but you know, just just the family atmosphere. Uh, I've had a lot of former players to leave and then want to come back or help in some way. Uh, so, you know, I, it's an open door, and that that's what I think makes this team so great is is the relationships. I know how important each individual is. Uh, this year, this season alone has shown that because I've not been near as involved as I have been in the past with with the COVID it switched our, our season around in athletics and I've spent many afternoons late and I would call Harish on the way home at eight thirty or nine, wouldn't I Harish? And mm-hmm. uh, and just to see what was going on. So, you know, knowing that I've got people that's got my back that I don't have to worry every day like maybe some other owners may have to makes me feel good because, you know, I know that that I'm a part of something special that that these guys have got my back. Uh, as far as what was your other questions were? How do you make an impact on the league or how do you plan to make an impact on the league? I, I, I try to be positive, especially in the chats. Uh, one thing that I don't like seeing, and, and I know Cam really talks about this in owner's chat, is arguing with people in general chat because I think as an owner, you know that that's not a good reflection on on us. I try to always stay positive. Now, I like playing around and and cutting up with people like Dynasty and and Gunny and some of those folks. You know, but but just trying to stay positive, constantly trying to recruit people to come in. Uh, you know, anytime that I can go on and on the uh, local news to talk about the league, I, I think I've done that two or three times. In, in radio as well, uh, just you know, just trying to expose the league. I really wish I had more time to do like broadcasting and all that stuff because I would love to be uh, somebody you know, like 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 Chan did, just fill in and, and 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 talk about the game or whatever. But but and I love I love being on Dave Axe's show. I was on there one time. I think that was fun. I don't mind talking, even though I probably got the worst accent out of anybody in the league. Uh, <laughs> just keep this in mind, Ashley. You know the show Andy Griffith Show, right? Yes. It was based after a, a small town called Mount Airy, uh, which is only like forty-five minutes from me. So, if you wonder where I got my accent from, it's from the Andy Griffith Show. Oh, perfect! Yeah. I used to watch it all the time, actually. Yeah, Barney's my Barney favorite. Fife, of course. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just I just try to be positive at any time I can, and uh, you know more people, especially promoting uh, pe- people like you and Ray that 
that, that are females. I think that's huge for the league. I am all about being with equality and giving everybody a chance. So uh, that that's just wonderful. And that's the way I, I, I think the league needs to go even more is, is to put you guys in front of us. So that hopefully that helps the league. It does. It does. And, you know, it's a collective effort, you know, and I just want to thank you guys for being here. I thank you guys for taking time out of your busy schedules, you know, to, to do this with me because, you know, I I was hoping originally it was just supposed to be James, but I was like, after that Baltimore win, I'm sure it's going to be a whole lot of y'all that wanted to come on here and just say something about that because that's that surprised me. I'm going to say I was wrong, guys. I'll tell you to your face. I picked against y'all. I thought Baltimore was going to win, and I was clearly wrong. So, you got me. <laughs> but You, you aren't the you. only one. You really are not the only one. <laughs> it's like basically the whole, <laughs> the whole league. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, that was good. I think that was good for your team morale. And, you know, that put people on notice. Like Jacksonville, hey, we already beat Hey, actually... I, I get I get tickled at Charles because I know sometimes he'll bet against his own team. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've seen that, haven't you, Harish? I've seen it. Good yeah, job. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> that guy is so funny. Yeah, the only person that did that for our team was Parker that one time. He was right, but I was still mad. <laughs> 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 but, but hey, thank y'all so much. And I cannot let each one of you all leave without giving y'all a last word. So it can be a shout out to whomever you want, a song or a poem. And Teresha, I always get, I'm always, I'm, one day I'm gonna get you to sing something. My answer's the same now as it is last time. Not enough alcohol <laughs> in my system, at least at this moment. <laughs> gotcha. All right, so shout out or a poem or a quote from you. You're a scholar, um, you should be able to. Think of something poetic. I'm definitely not in that way. No, <laughs> I'm not an English major. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, this this past Baltimore win was huge. I, honestly, I think if it wasn't for that win, I don't know if our season would still be alive at this moment. But um, now we're sitting in a pretty good spot. But um, just want to give a shout out to the whole team, everybody. Um, they've uh, you know. Us coaches and owners can really only do so much, but it's it's, but we can't do it without the players. You know, we rely on on them to progress every week. We rely on them to to stick with us even through the bad times. And everybody on the squad has done that, and I have nothing but faith that they'll continue to do so. And they have my back. We'll have theirs. All right. Thank you so much, Chad. What about you? Oh, as always, I want to give a shout out, you know, to my wife for letting me do this, uh, to these three gentlemen right here. I mean, if I talk to anybody, it's probably the one of these three gentlemen a lot. And, you know, just to the team for putting in the effort they put in. So. Okay. Gotcha. And Tristan? Uh, give a shout out to my boy, Krishna Prasad. <laughs> Now, I I just want to thank uh, Harish, Heath, Chad, and 
Christian. Uh, you guys really stepped up for me uh, these two past seasons. Uh, um, it uh, means a lot to me because I've, this season I've just been out of it. And to see the success that that you guys are having this season means a lot to me personally. Uh, also, uh, you know, I think Cameron does a wonderful job. Uh, I'm surprised nobody's tried to get him to run an organization or even do broadcasting. Uh, I'll tell you another pe- a person that I think is really good is uh, Michael Trulio. Uh mm-hmm. I think he's another guy that could that could do something in college sports or or on primetime TV. Um, them two guys are great. Uh, and then the league staff and the people that does stats, uh, if it weren't for you guys, this league wouldn't be what it is. And I know Cameron could say the same. Uh, Rastelli, uh, Marcus, you know, everything that the, these guys that do that are, to me, are unselfish. You know, they, they put themselves, uh, their best interest is for the league. So, so you know, I watch your podcast. I don't see a lot of people say that stuff, and, and I felt that should be said. And then, AJ, you, the coach, Dave Axis, even Tyler, even though he he's anti-Skyhawk, uh, you know, I'm glad that you guys do what you do because it's entertainment, and I enjoy – I, especially in the summertime, I'll sit there and I pop on every one of you, your stuff, and I'll I do a lot of exercising in, in the summer and work out a lot, and that's what I listen to. So you guys, you know, help me get through those days. So well, thank you. You're very welcome, and yeah. I appreciate y'all for listening and taking the time out to do this. And you know, y'all come on, let me know when you want to come on. You got something to say, you got something to get off your chest. I know that y'all will not hesitate to do so. so yeah, I, I would like to do one of your mental health podcasts one of these days. So. Okay. I try to do those um, probably every other week. So yeah, I can definitely okay. look into that for you, okay? And now that I know that you want to be a part of it, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. You're welcome. All right, everybody, that was it. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I want to thank all of my guests, Tristan Haley. I have um, Chad Nevels, Harish Prasad, James Klein, and especially my co-host, Adam Allen. Thank you so much for being on it. And you're definitely invited to come back whenever you want to, okay? All right, great. Thank you. You're welcome. You got any shout-outs that you want to give out before you leave? Say yes, I got to. Uh, Johnny Bravo, Jack Brown, the two guys who are cornerstones of my organization, who make my job a lot more fun, um, even when I'm pulling my hair out sometimes. Um, yeah, you guys really make the organization run, and I really appreciate you. Um, thanks for sticking around. Um, the other thing I would like to say is uh, a lot of people bagging on uh, Buchanan Simons because he's making a shout out in general chat saying MVP. I'm gonna let you know, MVP, Buchanan Simons. You don't like it? On the Moultrie. There you go. <laughs> I love it. All right, and with that, everybody, stay safe, treat each other well. Striker and Alan, out.